0: Hi everyone, welcome to Pitt in Hollywood. My name is Ben Asciutto. I'm a film and business student here at the University of Pittsburgh. And throughout my years in college, I've been fascinated about what my career will look like after my time at Pitt is over. I spent the month of June in a study away program called Pitt in Los Angeles where 15 of us had the chance to sit down with some of the most influential people in the film and entertainment industry, an industry I hope to be a part of after I graduate. These people also happen to be not from USC, not from NYU or UCLA, but from our alma mater, the University of Pittsburgh. I'm excited to share with you their inspiring stories, which I've compiled into this podcast series. I hope this series will help put into perspective that a career in Hollywood is attainable due to our shared experiences and networks at this great university. My guest today for the fourth episode of this podcast series is Pitt alumna Kalichi Arama, a graduate of Pitt's class of 2017. Kalichi is a story editor on the sci-fi series Resident Alien. Kalichi was also a staff writer on season two of Run the World on Stars, and optioned her original pilot, I Need Black Friends, to Andy Samberg's party over here in CBS Studios, which focuses on a young black woman in Pittsburgh who sets out to find black friends. Kalichi is originally from Maryland and currently resides in Los Angeles. Please say hi to Kalichi. Hi, Kalichi. Hi. Thanks for joining us, we really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Um, so if we could just start off really simple, if you could give us your name, where you're from, and what you do for a living.
1: Yeah, my name is Kalichi Rama. Um, I am originally from Maryland um, but I lived in Pittsburgh while well, I went to Pitt, uh, and I stayed there for about six or seven years, um, and then I moved out here to LA. Um, and I forget your last question. And what are do you doing? What here do I, in I LA? do? Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a television writer, comedy uh, dramedy writer out here in LA. Great.
0: So, um, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, you kind of have a, a, an interesting story of how you ended up at Pitt. Um, and if you could just talk us through that a little bit, because I know you are originally at Fordham on a pre-law track, which is, I think, very different than what you're doing now. So if you could start yeah. with that.
1: Yeah. Um, a lot less tears, actually probably more. Um, but as far as Fordham goes, so I initially went to college thinking that I was gonna be a lawyer. Um, I was very much into like politics and debating. I was in the debate team in high school. Um, so I knew that I like to argue, so law felt like a very natural um, next step. Um, so I went to Fordham. Um, it was two thousand nine. I, you know, was in New York. I loved it. It was great, and I was pretty okay um, at my like poli sci you know, track courses, Um, but of course, 2009, my parents were both in real estate at the time um, and they were doing very well, uh, but that was also the year that the market crashed Um, and I was attending this very expensive private uh, Catholic school um, and, you know, a couple years in, it just didn't make sense financially anymore. Um, So my younger brother uh, was going to Pitt um, and I decided to just go ahead and, apply and see about transferring. Um, And then that worked out. So then I switched over to University of Pittsburgh. It was a little cheaper um, for everybody. Um, But while I was making that transition, I did kind of just feel in my gut like, I don't think I really want to be a lawyer, Um, which I think was also helped by doing an internship um, with a bunch of lawyers in D.C. um, who told me, don't do this. Like They kind of all sat me down and were just like, whatever you do, like run, um, you know, do not go this path. Um,
0: so- Scared you off a little bit. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so yeah, so while I was at Pitt, uh, my guidance counselor and I talked and I, you know, told him like, well, I do really love to write. I've always loved to do that since I was a kid. Um, so he said, why don't you try like media and professional communications? Um, and that was through the College of General Studies. Um, so I ended up switching over to that, and then that's where I uh, finished out.
0: Hmm. So obviously Pittsburgh and um, I guess you say the Bronx, right, for, for Fordham, are, um, are both in cities, yeah. and, but there's definitely a different atmosphere to them. So what was, yeah. what was it like you know, arriving at Pitt's campus?
1: Absolutely. Um, So when I was in Fordham, they have two campuses. Um, So there's the main one in the Bronx, which is the really beautiful um, collegiate looking campus. Um, And then there's the other one, which is just a building in the middle of um, Columbus Circle, um, uh, Midtown uh, Manhattan. So um, I went to the Lincoln Center campus and, um, you know, just down the street from Juilliard. Um, So it was very much in the city, um, which I loved. Um, And of course, New York City, it's It's New York, it's a melting pot. There's people from literally all over the world. Um, I had friends from everywhere. I was going to Broadway shows and, you know, going to events every night, um, spending a ton of money that I didn't really have, losing phones and cabs. Um, I lost multiple phones in the backs of taxis in New York City. Um, And so Pittsburgh was definitely a transition. when I went to Pitt, uh, I found that it was much slower, much quieter, um, it was definitely much whiter um, in terms of you know, Oakland and just less visible diversity um, when I first kind of encountered it. Um, so it was a little tough to get used to, um, especially just being away from your friends. Um, but uh, I feel like pretty quickly I really came to enjoy it. Um, and found things that I loved about it, particularly the food, um, which I still miss.
0: Oh yeah. Um, so, what were what were? Can you walk us through? We'll get to the short film you made, you know, with Steeltown, But can you walk us through what your involvement looked like on campus in in any capacity?
1: Um, yeah. So when I was on campus, I was involved in a couple of things, not a ton. I was I wrote for the Pit News um, for I think two years. Um, I had some internships um, at uh, Pittsburgh City Paper and then Sansonia Way up on the north side. Um, so I did like a lot of arts and culture writing um, while I was there. Um, I was briefly in an improv troupe. Um, uh, like one does. Ruckus. Uh, still we, around, yeah. Are they? Yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah still doing well. We, they had just started it. Um, Rick had just started it and I was in it for a couple months. Um, That's funny. And then I got cold feet. It was just too much
0: anxiety.
1: It is a lot, yeah. yeah. It's very scary, Um, but I did that. Um, And then uh, I truly don't remember how I came across Steel Town, but um, I did. (laughs) Um, I think maybe I saw a flyer or something, but um, Steel Town Entertainment um, Project, they were hosting a short film script competition um, where it was like write a short script in Ten pages or something like that.
0: Could you briefly say what Steel Town is as an?
1: Um, so my understanding of Steel Town um, was that it was sort of this pit-related nonprofit um, that was really uh, created by Carl Curlander, uh, but it was meant to kind of just really cultivate this uh, entertainment um, community that was in Pittsburgh um, that I had no clue about um, as you know a young 20, 21 year twenty-one-year-old um, who. Didn't even know Pittsburgh existed, honestly, until I came there for school. Um, but so they were having this short film script competition, and I have no idea what possessed me to do so, but I decided I was going to apply. Um, I think it was the first script I had ever written, which is crazy. Um, But I had very loosely, you know, being in, you know, doing improv and kind of really starting to get into comedy. um, From that, I started to become aware of, you know, screenwriting as, you know, a possible profession. Um, So I was very, I was sort of loosely interested in it at the time, but this kind of was the green light to just try, Um, so yeah, i I tried to learn as much as I can could in um, a very short amount of time and put the script together. Um and very luckily, the script ended up um, like placing in the finalists, and we got a five thousand dollars production grant Great. um to actually make the the short film. Um, and so we did that. Um Sealtown connected me with um, my producer, Dory Simon, and then um, we found. Uh, Molly Durig, who was our uh, director, um, and then we put together the rest of the cast and crew. Um, We raised a little bit of of money through crowdfunding, and then we shot it. Um, And I just remember being on set for it and, you know, watching everyone kind of bring to life. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's the best feeling in the world, you know, to see something that you wrote just, By yourself in a dark room, um, you know, on your computer, and then see people working hard to kind of bring that to life. Um, And I just very acutely remember um, being on set watching it and just thinking like this is...
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, was that like the light bulb moment for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that was the the point of no return. Though I did not tell my parents just yet, <laughs> um, because uh, it was already a tough transition from I'm going to be a lawyer to now I'm going to be a journalist? Question mark. <laughs> um, so I'm going to now be a TV writer. I think was probably pushing it a little too far for my my traditional Nigerian parents. But um, I knew at that point, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna want to do this more seriously.
0: And You mentioned, like, your inclination to to be a lawyer in high school and things like that. But for writing, before this experience, was there any, like, were you a big writer, you know, or a diary person growing up or?
1: Yeah, I was definitely a big diary person. Um... Uh, and, you know, big, I would call them journals because I thought it was more, yeah, you know, more elegant, more elegant, more sophisticated. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I was a huge, huge reader as a kid. Um, my parents worked long hours and, you know, they couldn't always afford daycare. So sometimes they would treat the library <laughs> as daycare. They'd just drop me off in the morning in the summer and pick me up when the library closed, and the librarians were like, come pick up your children. Like, this is not what this is for. Um, But so I grew up really just absorbing, you know, any book that I could get my hands on. And I think very naturally from there, um, I started to think, well, like, what kind of stories could I write and, you know, tell um, on my own? Um, And very, early on uh, that turned out to be a lot of plagiarized babysitters club books um, <laughs> I wrote a lot of Claudia Kishi uh, <laughs> spin-offs <laughs> of my own but um, from there it really transitioned into more original um, stories um, that I would just yeah write in my like journals and my notebooks um, so I think the instinct and the the love of writing was something that I had from a very young age, um, but it wasn't until I was older that I kind of put two and two together.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, and I think it's really cool that you you know you had that passion for it growing up, but then once you were at Pitt, you kind of realized the resources you know yeah. in, in and around Pittsburgh.
1: And I always you know I always point out that when I was in New York, I was fully still committed to being a lawyer. Yeah. Um, so it's very I think very interesting and very. Um, much a testament to just how vibrant that filmmaking community in Pitt is, um, that it wasn't until I moved to Pittsburgh um, and away from, I think, what people consider this like big entertainment hub, um, but it's once I moved to Pittsburgh that that even became a possibility for me, Um, so.
0: And just going back to um, the short film you wrote, could you you just give a quick summary of, of what Check Yes or No is about?
1: Yeah. Check Yes or No um, was a short film about a 12-year-old young um, Black girl who sets out to get her first kiss by the end of the day. Um, It was very much inspired by lots of the movies that I loved as a kid, like um, Now and Then, Stand By Me, just these, you know, My Girl, um, these like 90s coming-of-age comedies. Um, so I knew when I was setting out to write a script that I wanted to do something in that vein. Um, but when approaching it, I thought about, well, those are the types of stories that I, I've loved. What does it look like if I kind of adapt it to more my taste, but also, a you know, main character that doesn't quite look like the characters we often see, um, in those stories. Um, and so, yeah, from that, uh, we made a very, very sweet short form. Yeah,
0: no, it definitely is very sweet. and. It seems like that, like, putting your voice into it and your experiences and who you are carries into the career you have now and, like, the kind of career decisions you make. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, part of being a writer and getting to the point where you kind of turn heads or get people's attention um, is when you really have become comfortable with your voice, right? Um, and voice is very, like, esoteric. It's you know, who really knows and who can really define what that means. Um, But for me, it's something that just came with a lot of practice um, and really honing in and getting specific to my tastes, um, but also the types of stories that I wanted to be the one to tell. Um, So when it came to kind of starting to write my own original scripts. Um, I stuck pretty closely to like my own experiences and you know, my own points of view and kind of drafted up story from that. Um, And that's really when my career started to take off is when I kind of tapped into that like very specific thing about me and was able to throw that back on the page. Um, And for me that was, I do love to write about black women. I love to write about women in general. Um, I love to write, you know, comedies about characters that are like messy and don't really have things figured out, uh, even though maybe they should, because they're 30 and it's not cute anymore. But, um, you know, just characters who are sort of multifaceted um, but who are different from sort of the archetypes that we've traditionally seen um, in media. Um, So once I kind of really zoned in on that, um, and also I just love to be silly and write like, you know, kind of heightened, uh, realities and play with, play with fantasy-like things and real atmospheres, things like that. So once I kind of figured out what it is that I wanted to write as a writer, um, that's when, you know, doors started opening um, for me. I hope that answered your question. No,
0: oh, it definitely does. Uh, so you know, before that and your transition from Pitt you know, what, what was that like coming out of Pitt and graduating and deciding, you know, you have this love for passion, uh, this love for writing now?
1: Yeah. You know, graduation is definitely a scary time, um, especially when you know what you want to do, but, you know, something like television writing, um, feature writing, um, there's not really a clear path towards doing it. So it's not really like you just apply, you interview, you get the job. Um, there's just so many different ways that it can happen for you. Um, and it's very tough, it's very competitive. So, um, you know, that was scary. Um, I. On my end, I just did a lot of research. Um, so even at Pitt, I had taken um, like some screenwriting classes. Um, I also took classes over at like Pittsburgh Filmmakers. But I did a lot of independent research on my own, um, just listening to every like podcast or interview with other working writers, um, reading you know any book that I could or like articles to just really nail like both my formatting and my own work, but also understand like how the business worked as much as I could, and what were the sort of entry points into that. Um, So I moved to LA in 2018. um, And when I moved here, I had an idea of, okay, I'll kind of probably become an assistant. Um, And so I applied at, you know, a different like production companies and, You know, if I saw that like a show was like needed, like a writing assistant or something, I would just try to submit for that. Um, I also applied to fellowships, writing fellowships, contests, um, to not really do well with any of those um, at first. And I think too, just when you're making that transition, moving from one side of the country to the other, and you don't really know too many people, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, So for me, um, you know, as somebody who was in LA and who needed to work so that I didn't end up homeless, um, I took a job working at a school, um, which was not related to entertainment. But I thought, you know, I'll just do this for a couple months before Pay my else. industry job kicks in, and yeah, and then I'll out of here in six months. Um, And then, of course, two years later, I was still at that same job (laughs) uh, because it paid well and it was comfortable and I could survive. But um, the trade-off of that was that I was just so burnt out every day that I didn't do any actual writing of my own. Um, The opportunities and entertainment that would kind of pop up for me were very low-paying, and so I wasn't, you know, really willing to be an assistant for, um, like, a, gas like stipend and 20 bucks a week (laughs) Um, (laughs) because it just didn't make sense for me. Um, So uh, yeah, I found myself in a period where for almost two years, I hadn't written anything. um, And I would just been working at a school. Um, And then the pandemic happened, um, which, you know, terrible time for so many people. It turned out to be a really great time for me um, because I um, ended up Uh, leaving my job uh, due to kind of the layoffs that they were offering. Um, And so 2020, June, I stopped working and I said, you know what, I came out here for a purpose I'm I'm gonna do that. So my goal was just to get representation by the end of the year. Um, So to do that, I buckled down, wrote three pilots between June and August. Um, I had the goal, like by the end of the year, I'm gonna get repped. Um, and so I had you know, learned of this place called The Blacklist, a website um, where you can like pay to host your scripts and then uh, it'll get reviewed if it gets a certain score of eight or higher um, on a scale of one to 10. Um, then they send it out to their industry people. Um, so I did that and my script, um, my script I Need Black Friends did really well on that. Um, so from there, I connected with my manager, my now manager um, in August. Um, and then actually by September, we then had a deal with Party Over Here for that same script. Um,
0: and can you describe what what it was about, the script?
1: Yeah, so I Need Black Friend is actually, I Need Black Friends. Um, it's based off of my time in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's about a young, Black programmer in Pittsburgh who realizes that she doesn't know any other Black people and sets out to make some other Black friends. And that's really the story. (laughs) Um, And it's just a very broad sort of uh, thought that I had when I lived in Pittsburgh. um, And at the time, I just thought this could be something, Um, but I never came back to it until 2020 when I was like, okay, I need to write something. and, yeah, it turned out to be the script that I think has worked the, the best for me so far.
0: Um, just to go back a little bit, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that you had the, that two-year job where you were kind of paying the bills, you know, in, in a school setting. I'm curious because you haven't really mentioned, you know, like a close contact that you had out there that was like, hey, you know, just like, like almost like a mentor. like Yeah. So did you have someone like that that kind of kept you like persistent through that time?
1: Not really at the time. Um, So yeah, I mean, I really came out here without any connections. I came out here with my boyfriend uh, and a friend from college, Um, but that was it. I didn't know anyone else um, except for Eugene Cross who Carl had connected me with. Um, But other than that, I didn't know anyone, and I even by 2020, I really didn't know anyone that was working in the industry. Um, but the good thing about 2020 is that was around the time of also like you know Black Lives Matter movement and um, all of the protests that were going on. Um, so from that, I think a lot of attention was called to just the disparities in terms of like you know staffing and you know who's getting hired, who's getting development deals. Um, so studios, in as a response. Um, and you know, not even studios, but um, producers and uh, organizations um, started launching sort of a lot of initiatives uh, to kind of help bridge the gap um, that had um, occurred by that point. So um, later on in 2020, there were some like mentorship programs that I did participate in. And from there, I did get connected with some people who have been amazing mentors to me. Um, and then I also, uh, end of 2020 and then early 2021, I got into the uh, Black Magic Collective Fellowship. Um, and from from there, uh, it was great to be in a program with like other writers who were ready to be staffed or direct their first episode of TV. And uh, we were able to kind of navigate that together.
0: Did you feel that during that time, there was almost like a, a pick community out here that you were able to connect with, or maybe that's growing now to some extent with you know all of us out here in addition to that?
1: Yeah. I definitely, so I don't think I really found like a Pitt community as much as I've just continuously run into people from Pitt. (laughs) Um, So I'm just always surprised by the amount of people that are out here that also did go to Pitt. I know Kay Oyegun um, went to Pitt. Um, There's an actress uh, out here, uh, Lacey Mosley, who went to Pitt as well who's super funny. She does uh, the podcast Scam Goddess, and she's also on iCarly and um, this new NBC show. But um, yeah, I think I'm just, I'll just constantly find people where it's like, oh, you went to Pitt too. And it's just very surprising um, at the amount of talent that that is out here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's like the most important thing where it's like, trying to show that there's a connection between mm-hmm. Pitt and Pittsburgh and LA that's been cultivated for all these yeah. years and continues to grow.
1: And I definitely think that the sort of training that I had while I was in Pittsburgh is really what I carried with me when I did come out to LA. Um, and so I had you know, written scripts, I had done a couple short films um, and I did have like Carl and you know Eugene and um, other people that uh i stayed in contact especially people that i worked with um on shorts in the past um to lean on um as i was going about my my journey here
0: Mm -hmm. yeah totally and just relating back to pit students now that are currently in school and obviously there's a lot of like english majors and creative writing and everything like that but some of them may not know what's the next direction gonna be once, once they graduate. So could you talk a little bit about maybe like any piece of advice that, to show that, you know, this type of career and writing in this type of career is, is a possibility, even with all the challenges of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a very tough, um, tough industry and it's a very tough field, but I think it's a 1000% doable. Um, it does take a lot of work. Um, So I think my best advice is just do the work. Um, I can never um, over uh, or I can't overemphasize like the importance of uh, writing and practicing and doing that a million more times. Um, It's not something that you can rush, you know, your first script, your second script, your third script maybe even your sixth script if you're me. Um, It's not gonna be like a, it's not gonna be a banger. It's not gonna be instantly amazing um, in most cases. Um, So I think just not getting discouraged um, and continuing with it until you finally do get uh, your writing to the point where you feel like, yeah, this is like really something and this is something that I would feel comfortable showing people and putting out there. Um, But I, I think, you know, for me, especially as someone who didn't do the assistant um, track. So I was never like an assistant to anybody. I was um, never a writer's assistant in the room. Um, I just relied on the strength of my own writing. Um, so I knew that by the time I was putting my work out there, it really had to be good and it had to hopefully be good enough um, to, turn, to grab people's attention, which is very hard because You know, the execs, the producers, the showrunners that you're submitting to are reading thousands and thousands of scripts. uh, So it needs to be something that just instantly gives them the confidence like, okay, this person can do this job. Um, So yeah, just do the work practice, write, revise, join a writer's group, um, start one, um, you know, with other students who are interested in the same things, um, learn how to get feedback, learn how to collaborate, make scripts, um, make shorts. Um, Pittsburgh is a fantastic place to do that. There's a huge community there. There's so many talented filmmakers there that are just hungry for, you know, material. So take advantage of that as much as possible. Build those relationships um, because, you know, those people might be people that you connect with when you are in LA. Um, and now you guys can work together, and you have that shorthand. Um, but yeah, I think just really use this time, um, and even you know, the first couple of years after graduation, use it to just become the best possible writer uh, that you can be. Um, so that way, when it's time to, you know take those meetings, it's just a matter of like, hey, like, you got this. like how soon can you jump into our room? Hmm. it's not how anyone talks but you get the idea (laughs)
0: well speaking of um jumping into like a a writer's room um what was that like that that first time you know especially not going the assistant route where maybe you were exposed to it before it
1: was very scary
0: yeah i can imagine um
1: i you know i had read all the articles i had read all the interviews so i knew sort of on a you know, high level what to expect, um, but of course you really don't know how it's gonna work cause every room is different. Um, every showrunner is different. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, so especially being a low level staff writer, um, you know, some showrunners prefer you to be seen and not heard type of thing. So I didn't know like how much to talk, should I talk, should I pitch? I didn't know what my role exactly was going to be. So the first week I definitely, was pretty quiet. Didn't really say too much. Just really observed and tried to take as many notes as I could and absorb as much as I could. Um, but pretty quickly, I realized the room that I was in was a very like friendly, welcoming room. So I felt really comfortable to then start, you know, taking a more active role.
0: Did you feel like the, uh, you know, as as you've been in it um, and and brainstorming and everything and collaborating with people, did you feel like that environment was similar to anything you experienced at Pitt, maybe?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could almost compare it to being in the pit news um, and sort of just sitting around and talking about story and, you know, potential, um, you know, uh, ideas that we wanted to pursue for our articles. Um, I think for me, too, um, being in those screenwriting classes that I took and those writing groups that I was in um, while I was at Pitt. Um, it was similar to that environment too of kind of like reading each other's stuff, giving each other feedback and then even if you're you know you read someone's script if you're thinking what if you know you went this direction or what if this character did this? Um, I think that a lot of those same skills are what you use and also just even if you're in production and if you're creating things with other people, you understand what it means to collaborate um, if you do improv, like I did for a brief time, you understand like the yes and, um, and just that idea of never like shooting something down, but you know, kind of building upon it. Um, those are definitely skills that transfer um, into being a good collaborator in a, in a writer's room.
0: Yeah, that's great. And it's gr- I think it's great to hear that like, everyone is, seems to be like welcoming of ideas and able to brainstorm. And that's obviously what we've experienced here at at Pitt and mm. you know colleges everywhere that everyone's willing to help, which right. it seems like is yeah. the same.
1: Ultimately, you just want to you know you want to make the best show possible, um, so everyone's there to
0: do that. So exactly. Uh, so speaking of show, um, we're at Lionsgate right now, and uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your creative involvement, you know, with 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 stars and yeah. and writing.
1: Um, so I was staffed on Run the World, um, season two, which is a stars. Um, Cable show, Um, and so my involvement with Lionsgate, I guess like they're my boss, their name was on the checks. (laughs) Um, uh, I didn't have a ton of direct contact with them though outside of like notes calls. Um, So when you are writing an episode, um, so when I wrote my episode of television, um, the network, they have notes, Um, the studio, they have notes. Um, so we would hop on a call and they would kind of just go through their notes of the script or the outline um, and then you say, okay, cool, thank you. And then you try to uh, revise to to their satisfaction. Um, but yeah, Lionsgate has been a really great employer. Um, the execs that I worked with on Run the World were really, really sweet, really great, had really great notes, um, which is uh, I think, sometimes rare from execs. Um, but they they were very invested in, again, just creating the best show possible, and they had a very deep appreciation and love for the characters and that world. Um, so it was really nice to see that um, from the other side.
0: Definitely, definitely. And just to wrap up here, mm-hmm. uh, one last question regarding Pitt. What do you think the University of Pittsburgh can do better to help? train the next generation of writers or creatives uh, trying to get into this industry
1: honestly I think just continuing to support programs like this one and you know put their money where their mouths are and uh, continue to kind of give you guys this amazing education where you get to be you know, in LA and you get to talk to people who are working in the industry. You get to ask really intelligent questions about the industry that, you know, I'm sure are gonna hopefully be helpful to you um, as you guys go about your careers. Um, so I think um, the best thing is just continuing to support you guys, give you the resources to continue to do things like this, to continue to create your own projects. Um, and yeah, just foster foster that community that you guys have going there.
0: The PIC community, that's pick right. Community. <laughs> And that concludes this episode of Pitt in Hollywood. I hope you all enjoyed this fourth episode, and just as Kalichi said, continue to do the work. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay tuned for next month's episode with Pit Alam, Doug Kreiss, who is a very successful film and television editor for projects as large as Birdman, Spring Breakers, Dope Sick, and many more. Hail to Pitt, and see you all soon.